Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Who's Museum podcast. The pee smells better than that one. It just smells like lemon all the no, way down. No, you I have don't to smell more. Any. You have to really like... Okay, I got a little bit of flavors from something. It's because it's one smell and then if you get it's going to just continue because there's more smells it's that comes really in the end. disgusting like it, it really is disgusting actually it's just flowers no it's not nice. no it's not yeah, it. you're not smelling it properly no, yeah. I'm disappointed in you Sometimes would they explode as well, like the caps? Um, yeah, the fermenting things could explode, yeah, yeah. from kind of the least the gas. <laughs> but I had read that um, kale is particular, smells particularly bad when fermented, so mm. I'm trying to that. I can understand that. It's a bit like asparagus okay. in that way. After I've eaten it. <laughs> Yeah, and asparagus affects your pee, that's well, there's a lot of urine in yeah. it as well. Well, I was thinking about it, because when I eat kale, mm-hmm. I feel the same effect. Oh, as, uh, okay. In Brussels sprouts, I think okay. they're all kind of the same. Okay. <laughs> Did you pick all these off the ground? Yeah, the, uh, then they, the guys also started giving them to me, which felt a little straight weird, because I thought, I don't know if they think I'm starving. Yeah, or, yeah. And I, I noticed there was two older men who were maybe also looking for food, so I didn't mm. want to take the food if they needed it. Don't want to take the, the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> but I was waiting, hanging back to see if they wanted to take something. Mm. I mean, there's some non-edible things, and I haven't been very good at like sterile conditions, so mm. I would not recommend anyone yeah. <laughs> try to eat. <laughs> Have you heard about the kombucha people? Who uh, uh, they got some strange bacteria or no. fungus on their brain or something. No, I make I make a lot of kombucha. Never. I think it was people <laughs> who were drinking it a lot. Okay. Like lots and lots and lots of it. Okay. And I think it was just one case in America somewhere where they there's a strange fungus. Oh, I really have. I would like to know more about this. Mm, I can Google it. Oh, right okay. now. And it affects them, their mind. I'm not sure. Let me. Kombucha brain. While kombucha is safe for most people, it can cause severe side effects in some. Because kombucha is unpasteurized and contains a mix of different types of bacteria and yeasts, it can promote the growth of opportunistic bacteria that can lead to infections in certain people. 
for the, those who have weakened immune systems, such as people with cancer, kidney disease or HIV, can develop serious complications from drinking kombucha. Hmm, can, but it's not likely if you do it properly. Yeah. It's pretty unlikely. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> it seems that it's a small sub subsection of people. Because I'm, I, I have a lot of projects about kombucha, so I'm always making it, and sometimes mm. I have weird things growing, and then obviously I don't drink it, but mm. I'm very interested in what else can grow yeah, and yeah, go wrong. Totally. But like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to drink it. There's always going to be articles online that mm. talk about something being dangerous. And there's a, the, the Wikipedia article on kombucha was also made it sound really dangerous mm. and scary. I don't know who wrote that, but it's like, that's really not accurate. Yeah. Scare tactics. Yeah. Is it a sort of alchemy? Yeah, well, I've done a lot of distilling of smells. Usually nicer smells, but because I want to make these stink bombs or I'm interested in like more negative smells mm. um, um, And I've been doing another project with fermentation then I thought that I'm curious about what kind of smells can come from the fermentation mm. so, Because it's mo it's uh, anaerobic bacteria and usually that smells pretty bad, but I guess mm. it depends what it is so mm. Yeah, but it's definitely an experiment. I don't really know. Trying to preserve it, but it probably is not going to totally work. So, mm. but that's also exciting. Yeah. To see what happens. And I told Laura, you can throw them out if it gets really gross. So <laughs> don't have to put up with it. Will Laura need to like let them breathe? Uh, maybe, but I think that it's more in the first few days. Okay. But yeah, maybe, probably it's a good idea. Mm. So nothing explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can always see if it needs to breathe. Hopefully. Ah, there's a lot of kale here. Yeah, it's quite stinky. So that's good. <laughs> and I know um, sometimes kim. Do you know kimchi? Mm. Sometimes it's so stinky, even though it's sealed, and it's just mm. I'm not really sure what. How it is, is it the spices or the vegetables? <laughs> so I also, with these, I don't know that they'll keep the smell contained, mm. which is interesting, but then, yeah, <laughs> then they can be thrown out because mm. not everyone needs to suffer. No. Visitors, <laughs> so. Where does that, oh, that tube comes out the back? This is the, this is the liquid that's coming out, so the scented. Oh. Okay, so it goes in there, that's boiling. Then, yeah, it goes there, it cools down, mm. and then it, the steam condenses back to a liquid, and then that's what comes I wish I'd got the sound of Maria painting. painting. Ah, what, what does it sound like? Uh, just very, like this, quite calm, ah, okay. but very interesting sounds. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to disturb mm. too much. I was here for a very short amount of time. Have you checked out the Swedish uh, fermented fish? I've never smelled that, but I think that there needs to be a can in the exhibition. That, mm. That's not opened, of course. 
Yeah. But have you smelled it? No, but I have a can in my, uh, okay. my house. <laughs> I'm always afraid it's going to okay. break. You're but not, it could explode. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're not allowed to open it in, in mm. indoors. Okay. I think there's like a law. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I need to experience this. But I was also mm. thinking, because I'm trying to make these like really terrible stink bombs, and it's like, and then I just remembered, oh yeah, there's this stool strumming. And yeah. it's like, well, great, the, my project's ruined. <laughs> I guess that's only one. There's so many, there's a whole spectrum of, of stink bombs out there. Mm. <laughs> that's got to be one of the worst, though, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but there's, I was... Um, there's fermented meat on the Faroe Islands. Okay. That's quite intense. Mm. Have you smelled that? Mm. Okay. I couldn't stay in the same house. Okay. Because mm. I found it... Yeah. I've smelt the Icelandic shark, but it, I didn't think it was really that bad. It, really? But it, it was more if you left the room and then you came in. Yeah, yeah. It was just like over time it got worse, but you didn't notice. That's what happened so, to me with the... It wasn't that bad. Really. Fairways me. Okay. I was there and I was like, oh, I, can, I think I can get over this. Mm. And then I thought, hmm, I think I need fresh air. <laughs> okay. But then when I came, I, I felt like I physically couldn't go back in ah, again. okay. Why did they make... That it's something to do with pee. Yeah, it? ammonia. It's an ammonia smell, but I don't uh, know if they actually use urine hmm. or they no. bury it. Or yeah, something. they bury yeah. it. I didn't know if they buried it in its its own pee or they pee on it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'll Google that. <laughs> but um, I I collect a lot of my own pee because I have, use it for several projects and it's. The smell is so bad. I just can't even. I mean, and it's my own mm. pee, but mm-hmm. like over time, it's just so awful. Mm. And yeah, that's actually why I got interested in working with smells because I just couldn't even like. How could it be so bad? Or like, I can mm. the smell just won't leave. Like I just have this memory of it. <laughs> yeah. So, and I've been col- I've been collecting a lot of bottles at home that are like over a year old and I want to do some kind of performance with it but I, mm. it's just like the smell of it is just such a... Mm. A friend Francis told me he was doing a performance, a spoken word performance and he wanted to have a smell involved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he bought a can of deodorant mm-hmm. and just sprayed it but he couldn't really smell it, you know, he was spraying it mm-hmm. and he, so he just kept spraying it because he was like, I want to get the smell involved and apparently Everybody at the back of the room was okay. like choking. Okay. <laughs> and like, people had to leave. <laughs> Just all travelled back. Mm, okay. So you couldn't smell it. You couldn't smell it at the it, stage. But, oh, <laughs> I did a performance a long time ago with a I had a bucket of pee and then I like accidentally spilled it, but it's yeah, I, I only wanted it to be a subtle smell, but apparently like when it moves it really it was Activates. much more intense than I had intended, and everyone was really upset. And then there was someone did a performance after me where mm. they made it really uncomfortable to leave the room, so nobody wanted to leave. But then they really wanted to get out of there, so I guess that was that was successful. But but yeah, people were like really upset about it, so that was interesting yeah. research. Like, okay, it's very powerful. Yeah, skip to it. Like cats, cats and dogs. Yeah, I guess that's how they communicate with each mm. other. Maybe we don't like smells because we have like an old consciousness from mm. when we were like different animals, mm-hmm. and it's like we don't want to go back there. It's like a traumatic... Smells in general? Yeah, like bad bad smells. Mm. Like, you know, cats and dogs, they quite... They communicate that way. And I was just imagining, like, bats, when they scream and then they can see the room. Mm-hmm. That's... It's very hard for us to imagine that 
like consciousness, like being able to see with sound. Mm. And then cats and dogs, they have that with smells. But people can, I heard about the bats that um, somebody who was blind was able to ride a bicycle by learning Echolation. how to, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. guess anything's possible. And apparently, um, I mean, dogs are supposed to have a very good sense of smell, but mm. apparently people can also learn, I mean, maybe not mm. as good, but they can, if you train, you can also mm. be, be very, really good. Yeah. I seen a video of a woman who can who can smell uh, Parkinson's oh, disease. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Because her husband got the disease. Mm -hmm. She thought, oh, he's always smelling. She would accuse him of not going to a shower. Okay. But then, when they went to a special home for all those people with that disease, mm -hmm. then she said then the room was it, yeah. full of this same smell. Mm. And so they do now. They do tests with her to figure out what, it, which molecule is it that she's okay. picking up. I was reading that um, some people that work with like the elderly or in the hospitals were saying that they're able to smell before somebody dies if they mm. have a certain smell to them, <laughs> which is very interesting. But I don't mm. know if it's something in the body that shuts down. Mm. Or, but yeah. I I don't think there was any science around that. It was more people relating that they have yeah, this ability. Yeah, so. feel My cat has a strange relationship with my armpits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I pick her up, she'll always like burrow her head mm. into my armpit. Because she doesn't do it to other people. Mm. Okay. <laughs> she knows your smell. Yeah, and it's only certain times. I'm wondering if I should smell something. Mm-hmm. Sure. What what are you interested in? I don't know. <laughs> something start not too too intense, maybe. Ah, okay. Or maybe just go for the the extreme. I know what that would be, but I don't <laughs> wouldn't oh, recommend it. Okay. Alright, <laughs> middle ground then. It would be this. Oh yeah? It What's says, that? Two months old urine, but it's actually about 12 months. Oh boy. I'm sure that's awful. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll skip that one. That one, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, let me see. This is an interesting smell here. Valerian root. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it? Yeah. Okay. But sometimes it has different smells. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. smell bad, and other times it smells really awful. I don't know. Yeah, it smells fine like this, mm. but if you leave it open mm -hmm. in a room, it's as if it, the further it gets, it smells more and more or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have a box of that and I bought it a couple years ago and it mm. smelled totally fine. I was like, because I wanted it to smell bad and it didn't. Mm. And then I don't know if it's like with the humidity, but it's really yeah. started smelling and I had it like in bags and bags. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stunk. But I took that from it and when I put it in, it was really like, oh, but now it's fine. Yeah. Strange. No idea. Um, let's see what else. You could try some of these ferments if you... Some of these... Uh... How old is this? Uh, this is four or five days, maybe? There's kale in there. That's not so bad. No? No. It's very kale. Okay. But... Kale and banana and some other... Yeah, I mean it smells a little gross, but... Yeah. Nothing bad. Okay, what about... This also has garlic in it. Okay, here we go. Well, that's strong. It's okay. strong, but I'm not. It smells like food. Yeah. Is it got spice in it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's getting moldy because it's not under the water. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Some spices. Yeah, that's actually that doesn't smell bad at all. Hmm. This one, I think, is probably gonna be sticky. Oh. That I wonder if it's because I have 
That was the flower right at the top, mm -hmm. so I smelled mostly flower in oh. on that one. Yeah, and ginger. Yeah. That good, actually. Oh, oh. Bad one? That was a bad one. Okay, that's good. Not that bad, but yeah, it doesn't smell good. <laughs> there's this slime growing on the surface. Hmm. This, this one's one of the oldest ones. I think it's just dandelions. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah, I thought it would smell nice, but I don't know if it was because I included the leaves. Mm. It doesn't smell good, does it? No. no. That's very okay. or organic. I think it's not bad. But then the actual, and then I kept this was the liquid that it was actually boiling in, and this actually kind of smells like flowers. Oh, actually, I don't smell anything anymore. Yeah, it smells of fresh, freshness, but nothing. It's a distilled That was a conversation I had with Alana Lynch during her install at Who's Museum. As you can tell, she was distilling and trying to brew the ultimate stink bomb. Stuff was... Uh, Pretty smelly, I have to say. Surprisingly so, not always the things that you think are going to be smelly are actually that smelly. And then something like flowers can be really overpowering, actually, when concentrated. As a little update on my research and investigation, I tried to follow the lead of Dr. Story, who Ken Bell, the cactus man, talked about. Turns out Dr. Story was involved and wearing a, a lab coat, which is, you can actually see in the exhibition. But I couldn't find out anything more. In my conversation with Ken Bell, he mentioned that he was present at the Vietnam protests when he was a teenage yeah. boy. I happened to be down in Seattle, and... and um, he, here comes all these people. And I'm like, what the hell? I was only like 16. They started rolling uh, tear gas down the road, you know? Yeah. And it would, they go, you know, dispersed, you know, yelling over a microphone, blah, blah. I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was whatever they say during riots. And here comes some, the, the shells come rolling down the street. They go, Pow! and um, it's a CVS, I think it is. Actually, it's in the other room. Irritating agent. Like, it's like mm. mustard gas, but... Mm. Um, it's not that good for you, I tell you. And uh, so then when we got in our car, we drove out, and we drove right through the middle of it because that's where our car was. And there was a policeman just beating the hell out of this guy with really long hair with a nightstick, you know. Mm. And we turned around the corner, and I look, and I saw this thing on the ground. <laughs> and I thought, tear gas grenade. <laughs> I'm getting it. So I, I said, stop the car, and I jumped out of the car, and, and I ran and grabbed it. tear gas canister. He had the idea that he was going to donate it to Who's Museum. And since the last podcast, the mustard gas canister has arrived. It's an irritating agent. and But it's no longer irritating. It's just an empty shell. It's now part of the collection. After the opening of Chapter 2, the whole place was completely different. All the walls were painted. There's a huge sculpture installation painting by Maria Verns and yeah the scent of the place had changed quite dramatically to the point that the local dogs were coming in to visit the museum then we had a music show with a Finnish sound performance artist called Mariatti and I'm gonna play a little bit of that right now
So that was a five-minute snippet of Maria Atti. The next conversation is between myself, Alana Lynch. That's me. Laura Hatfield. That's me. And Maria Verns. It's me. Well, chapter two opened yesterday night. Our first visitor was a really small dog that ran in by itself without any human and ran past all of us directly to the Who's Museum collection and stood on two feet and knocked things off the shelf and grabbed something it liked and came to me with it in its mouth and played fetch for ten minutes with a wine cork. It seemed to know when it came in the door exactly what it was looking for. Yeah. Like, it, it's it almost really like it could smell off. the cork in the collection. Mm-hmm. Even though you're working with making these smells mm-hmm. and I imagine the room must have been full of smells. I just think it's cool that a dog could be around the corner and just smell a cork yeah. amongst or all the Smell those. its way into an exhibition. Mm. This exhibition's for me because there's so much scent happening in there. Mm. That I'm really drawn to it. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. Well, we later found out that the dog was um, with a band that was recording in the studio behind Kretz. Mm. Mm. So it had been just mm. sneaking around in the parking lot and came through the fence and found its way into the museum by itself. Mm. But it was a very welcome visitor. Did we count it on the counting yeah. machine? Yeah. Mm. Once for each paw. So dogs are welcome at the museum, and they seem to like it for some reason. Hmm. Haven't there been four dogs this weekend? Yeah, actually. Yeah, there was a pit bull, a French bulldog, this little guy that came on its own named Carlson. We found out, which maybe was like a papillon mixed with like a terrier or something. Mm-hmm. Beautiful dog. And then there was a... What's the emu's dog? Dolly. Dolly, but I don't know what breed it is. Mm. But anyway, very cute dog. Mm. So we've had... And a dog today? Today was Dolly. Ah, okay. Did Dolly, Dolly come in today? Dolly came in today, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess the first time. Mm-hmm. By himself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, he came with email because yesterday I asked him to bring him in next yeah. time. <laughs> That was nice, actually. So... What about cats? Why have there not been any cats? I'm thinking about bringing my cat Betty back. Mm. She would love the valerian. Yeah. Cats love it. Do they? Oh, yeah. I think oh. the catnip for them. Oh. I'm wondering with allergies, like, maybe... It seems uh. like cat allergies are a bit worse than dog allergies. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, wouldn't want to hurt anyone. But apparently it's not the hair. It's like some sort of oil on their true, true. skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But actually it might be fun to do like a... We could bring your cats too. Mm. Maya and Sardinsky. We have like three cats at the museum tonight. Mm. And make like a cat society. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that would be really nice. But... But we're all a bit... Um, a bit tired, I would say, today, because we have been working intensely for, it's been a month of install, mm. and Maria was here for the first two weeks, and then Alana was here for the last two weeks, and show opened yesterday night, and then today we all went in and kept it open, and had many visitors, I think 20 or so. I think it was more yeah. almost today, yeah. Yesterday. Oh, you're talking yesterday about today. Yesterday was like more, yeah, mm. much more. But, but um, so it was busy day today also. Mm. And now we're kind of landing, mm. which is expected after a big process like this. Mm. Mm. I really regret that I didn't record you painting the the walls. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That'd be nice. Mm. But doesn't it? Yeah, sometimes there's some sound, but... Mm. What does yeah. it sound like? Like a brush. Like 
Yeah. Also, just like the chicken wire and stuff, could have been some good sounds there. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I managed to get the fermentation. So. Or the distiller? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. The bubbling. Yeah. <laughs> that had a really great ASMR type sound. Mm. Could be fun to mm. see. The exhibition will really, uh, it's like sensory overload, I mm. think, especially next Saturday when we have the sound performance by Maria Otti. Because mm. it will be like a intense visual experience with Maria's wall installation. Mm. And then a smell experience with Alana's installation. Mm. And then a sound mm. experience with Maria Otti's performance. Mm. So I'm like, what else? What are we missing? What else could we? To turn up the radiators, make it really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and have something really tasty. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, taste. Something else? really strong taste. Touch. Touch. Well, people can touch the collection. Mm. So. I've been. Yeah, I've been trying to. There's an octopus at the museum. Mm -hmm. And I always try because they're so intelligent they can see their own reflection and recognize themselves. Mm -hmm. But I always try and imagine its consciousness because it's got its uh, a lot of its brain inside its arms. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that it feels it thinks thinks and touch or something. Yeah, like it thinks and feels mm. at the same like, time. That's like Maria's painting process. It's got like physical mm. intelligence yeah. or something. Maria's an octopus when she paints. <laughs> that makes sense. Because mm. yeah. use your body. Yeah, I try to connect uh, my thoughts and my body mm. and my emotions. Yeah. And I I also find the sound interesting when I'm painting because I, mm. it's more, sometimes the people who are beside my studio they can hear when I paint. So yeah, but I did. So they hear the sound of you. Yeah, actually painting. Yeah, but it's also because there's I, you know, I'm also working so directly and and so the energy also play a role mm. so and the present is very much like being in the present and uh, yes and but also I kind of uh, connected on many levels also with my emotions and memories but also the whole situation about being in a room and uh, yes mm. And also try to, and in this, when I was in Kretz, it was also very much about feeling connected to, to the a collection and try to relate myself to it somehow. Mm. And at the same time, try to keep myself like my, int yeah, you know, so I, I, I work very personally, so I try, I tried all the time to to try to, I try to uh, also be very uh, true against myself and how I work, but at the same time open very much up to the collection. Mm. Mm. And, and also, yeah, the social situation and also that people came in, in the room and they left and, mm. and some people had uh, made comments like, okay, and what is going on here? Mm. And, and it's a very, it can be a very sensitive hmm. situation to be in because I'm feeling extremely related to my work, hmm. very, in a very personal way, so, yeah. Mm. Sounds like you have multiple tentacles going out to, yeah. to the collection and to Yeah, the but it's how I try to navigate yeah. in the room, like, really try to catch a lot of feelings mm. and senses and try to also maybe yeah it's it look it can look really chaotic and I'm working with very many 
expressions also and and materials drawings and paintings but also this i don't know what it's called hunsunit this chicken wire, wire chicken mm. wire <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah and other stuff and also i had used some drawings from yeah some from laura and from my kids and yeah grandmother. yeah and a painting from my grandmother also yeah mm. you also bring in objects from your home and from your studio yes so it's like a bit of yeah it's also very much about the hierarchies between also the different materials and also compared to um, also the senses the kind of and uh, not just the senses also my emotions mm. like trying to but uh, yeah yes I, I get this feeling when you're talking that it's almost like language is not it's, it's almost like there's there's some things you can't describe yes. at this moment in time because yeah. we yeah. haven't developed the sort of yeah yeah the but it's also yeah. because it's extremely much about the senses i have mm. and you know emotions and senses that i have in that moment when i'm in the room but at the same time it's also connected to to other to memories and Mm. and the specific situation and but but if I should say something more in general I had been working very much with gender and sexuality and but um, my starting point is mm. starting point is so uh, had been painting and mm. it's what I'm it's still what I'm uh, that is my main thing painting mm. and drawing so mm. so mm. I'm very much into that process but I really think it very uh, find it very interesting to 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 also connect it a bit more with my surroundings. So, mm. but it's a very uh, yeah, it can be very medita meditative. And mm. that's, it is for sure. But so it's a kind of being meditative in a mm. space where, I, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's true, but I had also, if I should describe myself, I could also say I had been working with the body and senses mm. more concretely. Mm. Yeah. It's the, this is, I was thinking about the octopus because I was thinking about physical intelligence mm -hmm. and how like boxers or dancers have mm -hmm. a sort of innate physical intelligence that we just can't if you don't do that then you can't really relate to mm, it mm. how uh, yeah how, yeah but the, yeah but we also <laughs> talked about that one day that when i was a kid i was standing in, i remember i said that when i was a kid i was standing in front of the mirror and i thought okay it's so weird that uh, i thought i had a feeling that I was only in my head and mm. then I was like a bit looking at my body and I never did any sport or anything or mm. I did but I didn't like it at all so it's so I also so it is very much also about this interacting between my mm. body and my trying to connect them. yes mm. yeah very much mm. I have and also make all the senses physical mm. like also yeah Mm. Translating between yeah. between the senses yes. into physical yeah and gestures, gestures yes mm. and then I yes but then we were also took we were talking about the thing about taking space mm. Mm. in a small room in a group exhibition it was you know an interesting challenge to allow <laughs> yourself to do what you do best which is to take up space with your installations and actually not hold back mm. the expressions and, and I also like the part about not editing as much like yeah like not distinguishing between a good and a bad yeah marking or painting or mm. which piece is um, a success or a failure or it all being like something to to 
accept or mm. include. Yeah. In a way, that's a lot like the collection with yes, the museum. Yes, so it mm. was also a really good situation for me to be invited to Hus Museum because it was very easy that way to feel related to the collection and the whole idea about value and stuff and mm. you know, yeah I find it very sympathetic and I, I also have this very open way of uh, to feel connected to art I, I feel it, it's it, it's I mean I really like when it's very open and uh, I hate to close it down. Mm. Yeah, I like it very messy. Mm. <laughs> it feels extremely good. Mm. Yeah, and also the thing that uh, to open up mm. instead of close down. When I'm mm. feels so appropriate that there's a noise musician. Yeah, coming in next Saturday. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> when you're describing that there, I just, I just get the same feeling when I'm at a noise show. Yeah. Mm. Like that I'm just this is sort of I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's sort of like more is more. Mm-hmm. You know? Like a overload or Yeah. You're left sort of permitting somebody to go go over yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes exactly and you're enjoying seeing the the building mm. of more and more levels and yeah mm -hmm. and yeah it's also what i really really like about this uh, bush museum thing that mm. is it's growing mm. and i love that it's just growing and growing and growing and it's mm. getting more and more chaotic mm. it's so nice that it's getting totally out of control <laughs> It makes extremely much sense for me mm. that the, all the rules are broken all mm. the time. And, <laughs> and also the thing that the process is maybe the most important thing, because it's also how I work and how mm. I think in general. Mm. The result is... It's okay sometimes, <laughs> it's not very often, it's not very interesting, I mean. Mm. It seems a lot like the process being something that this exhibition structure can allow this yeah. year at his museum and I think sure. it was a similar maybe for you Elena mm -hmm. but about um, being able to kind of take things some of your methods and interests that you've been working with in the past and come into this neighborhood and this situation in the context of this exhibition and actually be able to situate and work like a laboratory and test mm. things out and allow it to just flow every day and not knowing necessarily what the end result is but mm. I mean it seemed like the process could happen in this structure because it's not a white cube it's not you know it's not market oriented work it's a structure that allows us to experiment so it's been interesting to see how you responded also spreading out more horizontally in the exhibition space um, and also taking up spaces but not uh, in the same uh, way as Maria who kind of went up the wall mm. <laughs> and you kind of went on the floors mm. and across mm. the table and windows and it was a really interesting balance that, that for me really mm. well. So I was creating smells based on things I found in the neighborhood. So I went after the market closed and collected things off the ground, um, vegetables and herbs, and I got some plants from the parks and dandelions and cigarettes and all kinds of things. And then I was using a distiller to create some scents and also doing a process of fermentation. So I put the materials in a salty water in jars and then over time I'm interested to see what kind of smells will be created. So some of them already there is a smell but it's kind of with time it's unknown mm. in time we'll see and I don't know how successful because I'm not that experienced at fermenting I don't know how successful I will be at preserving the material so it might start to rot a little bit but that's also mm. kind of an experiment and yeah so I won't be here to experience the smells but hopefully 
you can let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them you've already experienced. Mm, yes. Mm. <laughs> and sometimes the smells filled filled the room as well. Yeah. Mm. So about taking space. Yeah. They're all in jars now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. But when the distiller was going, especially mm. today, there was one that had trees and pear and lemon mm. and it was really smelling like um, a bit like glug mm. with mm. old wine mm. um, really really nice actually but what about your stink bombs? they've mm. all been placed in the room in different places and mm-hmm. do you think any of them will? yeah so in order to there these little bombs that I've made, but in order to ignite them, they need to be set on fire by the sun, which needs to concentrate over time. So I guess it's with mm. a Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of waiting for that to happen. But <laughs> some of the fermented materials were already quite stinky, like the kale. Mm-hmm. So when I when those were open, that really stunk up the whole room. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's quite powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and you planted some of the stink bombs through the whole Who's Museum collection, mm-hmm. so that's also an interesting threat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little places booby trapped now. Mm-hmm. And I think some people were a bit scared at the opening to smell, and some really just were like, I want to smell everything. Mm. And it was trinket. <laughs> yeah, it was like a good challenge, like a dare yeah. to the visitors. And I think some people were scared when they heard there's going to be stink bombs that like they would come in and the whole place was going to be like too intense. Mm. Or, mm. But it was a good, a good crowd pleaser and um, the children loved it. Like they were sitting making vomit signals and they could smell different things. Mm. Really having a good time with that. <laughs> I, I keep having sort of flashback smells where I'll be like, walking around and suddenly I'll smell one of the jars again. Mm. It's like I'm having mm. this happening inside my mm. head. It's so potent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some of them are like, uh, maybe it's because I haven't smelled something like that before. Mm. So it's like, it immediately goes in to mm. a little storage. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and you know, Lana's notes talked about how smell is actually like a, a matter like an mm-hmm. actual physical thing that you inhale and mm-hmm. is then in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's still in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it smells <laughs> being reactive. Yeah, they could be like sitting in, on a hair inside my nose Planted and just gets released. Yeah. yeah, I think I read something about that, but I mm-hmm. don't know if that was true or that mm-hmm. some smells can cling. Mm. stay in there mm. but I don't know if that's true or if you're just a mat if it's the memory or mm. sometimes it's not clear there's a cheese factory I think somewhere in Malmo where it's uh, constantly under zero degrees so it's like a massive refrigerator or like freezer because the smell of the cheese is so strong that they need to so they all wear protective suits <laughs> and they don't touch anything. So even if it's in packaging, they still don't touch it with their what kind of cheese? Their is skin that? or the clothes. <laughs> it's just some really smelly cheese. Wow. And the people or the person who I knew who worked there said that even if you did all this, you would still come home at night and you would still smell mm. of the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you need to get some of that away. Yeah. I guess Perfect the molecules are so they're so small that they just clean. I mean, they seem to find their way through the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the lids. Yeah. Certain certain smells. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I was researching a lot about the smell of death. That was for another project, and mm. people talking about how intense it is and how it just gets into things and you can't get rid of it. Mm. I, don't, I don't know mm. what the chemistry is behind mm. that, mm. but. Mm. Yeah. I'm it glad seems, I've never smelled it before. Mm. Mm. It seems like that would be what the most important smell for an animal. Mm. Death? 
Yeah, to know that that's dangerous or. Uh huh. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Or if you're a maggot, then it'd be like that's food. Delicious. Mm. It'd be. It's the smell of heaven. <laughs> you would. You would think. Um, Great. <laughs> party time. <laughs> mm. But what do you think, Alana? Like, if those fermented substances, if they start to rot and become really disgusting, yeah, do you I mean, think it's fun? Like, if that part, that becomes part of the exhibition, if it's like really like grosses the visitors out, you know? Well, I think you should throw them out. Oh, I don't oh. think anybody should have to suffer. Oh, so. if they get super <laughs> but it's gross, up to you. they shouldn't stay. It's up to you. But what if that makes it more interesting? I mean, do you know any exhibitions like? Do you have examples of exhibitions you've heard of that were like extremely disgusting and like abject? I or think artists? so. What was wasn't there? What's that guy's name again? Dieter Roth had a work mm-hmm. like a suitcase with cheese or something. And then it got disgusting. I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. And there was yeah. There's canned shit also. Yeah, but that's still that. Then there was Lee Bull. That's actually not about smell, but she had this fermented fish that caught on fire recently. <laughs> that's decent. So that's a whole other hazard. Yeah, we wanted <laughs> yeah. to get some strumming for stink bomb, but we couldn't find it. Mm. When I was reading something you wrote when you got the Berlin Art Prize about how they've even been used by militaries, like smells have been developed as warfare, like weapons mm. of warfare. Mm. I don't know, but it's also that you can't wash it off, apparently. Because mm. the uh, Israeli Defense Forces developed this thing called skunk, mm-hmm. and apparently it smells really awful, and you can't wash it off. Ever? No, I mean, yeah, after a few days, I guess. Uh, and then mm. they were exporting it to different militaries, and then they used it in India, and it wasn't successful because people were able to tolerate the smell. Mm-hmm. So it's smell. very it's subjective. That's what's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you can't have one sort of um, stink weapon. Is it considered a chemical warfare? It, like, it, is it dangerous? No, I don't think so. It's, that's why it's, it's like a like less a, it's like than when lethal. They, uh, it's just like when they play the same song on, on repeat during wars. Mm. To, like, but that's a torture. It is, mm. yeah. Psychological torture. Smell torture. There's, Sensory torture. They have ultrasonic weapons in the army. Is it like you can't even know that they're really happening? But I think so. I think there's some, like, American embassies that are claiming that they've been, uh, been attacked by these sonic weapons and mm. what happens is the people who work there have a headache that lasts for like a year after. Oh. It's oh. like when you read, it's really hard to read the Wikipedia page because it's so powerful. So is it, like, you mean it's a sound warfare? Uh, yeah, so it's, I think it must be just so loud but yeah. so high-pitched, it's beyond our hearing. Oh, mm. and, and it just like rattles you. Yeah. Mm. And it mm. suggests that it can even kill humans. Well, about if facing up to bad smells is, is sort of like facing up to your fears, and then for some reason, uh, everybody who visited and smelled all those things just mm-hmm. started to feel better. After after a week, maybe. Or what if everybody gets stomach flu? Therapeutic purposes. (laughs) (laughs) What if everyone throws up? So I was just thinking about what do we smell now? I almost feel like this room smells sterile or something. I smell some sort of fibers, carpeting, or. I'm just about to do a burp. (laughs) <laughs> falafel burp, so that'll oh, be coming. That'll be really good. And but it's not, is it interesting why you invited us together, for example? Why why you were invited together? Yeah, it's just mm. a question. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we said a bit about taking up space. Yes. Um, but also, I think 
I like that you have that in common, but you work with very different traditions. And I thought it would be really nice to have um, work that's highly visual with work that is like pseudoscience lab. Mm -hmm. um, and to fill up the exhibition quite a bit already now in chapter two and have it uh, give kind of a new, like make it feel like another transformation. Mm, but you also talk a lot about the body and the collection and mm -hmm. yeah. How um, with the collection, we've always viewed it as, you know, at first it was just anyone could donate anything and then it became more and more apparent to us that it had formed a body and that it also kind of influenced us and had made its own choices many times. And for instance, it, it crashed its own database when it, we tried to order it so that it would be searchable and anything and interested in We built storage boxes for it in like a museum standard kind of way. And they just sort of started to not fit in the place where they were supposed to go, maybe because someone had altered them or they, the box would break apart or So this whole thing with the collection and the body. also Maria's um, work with, with the body and mm, all of us may be also dealing with I think that's a bit of it. Maybe reconsidering that again. Something we can all join uh, together. It's important because, uh, as as humans, we all, we have all these sensory filters. Like we can't hear of things that are very high, or smell certain smells as good as dogs can. Mm. Uh, we can't. We have sort of emotional filters quite a lot of the time where we're blind to things that are obvious. So it's kind of important work to, to push everybody to try and break some of those filters. Mm. Mm. You can count yourself. Mm. Open your eyes and open your senses. Mm. Make your options. Challenge yourself from your day to day interactions. I think that actually you're good at doing that. Mm. And stink bombs are really cool. Yeah. Next time I wear it, I'm going to take the mail off until it goes off. <laughs> and then what should I do with it? Then just let, let it outside? do its thing. Mm. So it'll burn for a bit and then I leave the cotton in the pot. Yeah, just leave it in there so the smoke can hang out, do mm -hmm. its thing, mm -hmm. and then it'll be, so with the cloth, the air can still get in and so it'll decompose and then ideally it'll be stinky. Okay. And I should leave it inside? If it's not too stinky, it might be. 
maybe a little bit Was stinky. it too stinky when you did it before? Yeah, that's why I have left them in their unburnt state, because it was a little too much. Yeah, but I think people are really curious about no, they want to explain. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we call it a day? <laughs>